Hey everyone, and welcome to the Motion Church Weekly Podcast, where we recap what our church is learning each week and look forward to what's ahead. This is your host, Caleb Rich, and each week we hope that through this podcast you will come to know God in a deeper way, love the people around you more, and reach those nations that are around you. For today's episode, we welcome our lead pastor, Shannon Dan. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Motion Church Weekly Podcast. This is Caleb Rich here, and we are joined by our very own Pastor Shannon. And uh, we are kicking off a new series here at Motion Church, studying the book of Titus. And uh, we've been in it the past two weeks, just going through the opening statements from Paul. And so Shannon, it's great to have you with us today. How about you go ahead and just give us a little overview. Why, Why are we studying the book of Titus? Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, kind of going through this year, our theme has been with our, our vision, our core values, who Motion Church is, what our goal is, what we want to do, um, who we want to become, um, what what our purpose is as part of the body of Christ and reaching our community and beyond. And so I've been taking everybody in Motion Church through different, different topics on kind of forming the church and becoming the church. And, and this is, this is kind of one of those last like foundational type series because the apostle Paul here um, is sending one of his most devoted uh, followers and servants of the Lord guy by the name of Titus. Uh, he's going to send them down to Crete to now go through and the churches there are, they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So Titus is going to go from church to church. He's going to get them in order and he's going to establish leadership in each church and get them going in the direction that they need to be. And so this letter is, is Paul's encouragement and instructions for Titus on what he's to do down there. And it's, it really can read like a church planner's manual uh, pretty much. And so that's why I wanted us to go through here and, and take a look at Paul's instructions to Titus about establishing these new young churches so that they're glorifying God and they're getting on mission and getting on purpose. And, and so along with the Philippian series that we did and the, the spiritual uh, discipline, spiritual formation series that we did, all of these now are laying the, the foundation for us moving forward as a new church plan ourselves. So, yeah, it's been uh, been great going through all these things, and I like going through these books with our people because it's given them a really good foundation of just a knowledge of a book of the Bible. And, and uh, it's been really cool, too, because going through Philippians and Titus, these are letters to a church and to a young man from Paul. And yeah. uh, just reminding ourselves that this was an actual letter written to somebody back in this day and so pretty cool stuff here so shannon um we've had some kind of main ideas we've been focusing on over the past couple weeks so take us through those um we've only gone through i think verses one through ten yes so um just walk us through what our focus points were so we kind of had two different uh sections it's two sundays that we've we've looked at and we looked at verses one through four the, the first time, and this is, this is Paul's greeting of his letter 
And, you know, many times uh, the greeting part kind of gets moved through pretty quick. But, I mean, Paul says some really good stuff in in this beginning section that really sets the stage for for what he's wanting Titus to do. I mean, we just hear he says, Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, with the, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. You know, he, Paul's giving Titus, hey, the reason why you're doing what you're doing is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget that. Don't forget what God has done through Jesus Christ and what he wants to accomplish through his church. And so we looked at these four verses with the whole concept of finding the motivation in the gospel to serve. Yeah. You know, the one of the things that can happen with a new church plant is you don't launch with 500 people and grow by leaps and bounds within the first few months. In fact, you may lose some people. Um, you you may have to change the way you do things. You know, sometimes those first three, four, five years in a church plant aren't just all skyrockets and, and roses. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be very easy for the people in the church plant to get discouraged. And it's a reminder here why we're doing what we're doing. Right. We're not doing it so that we can be the fastest growing church in America. We're doing it to spread the gospel. And, and that may mean God's taking some time to build us up personally, spiritually, and, and to prepare us to really explode out into his great mission. And so we find our motivation to serve in the gospel, not, not in, in models and programs and plans. And so based off of these verses, there was three focus points that I wanted us to kind of hone in on and think about in our own personal lives. And the first one was acknowledging that God's word is truth. You know, there's a lot of things out there nowadays that are going to claim to be true, but they're not the truth. And just like Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth and the life. So the only truth that's out there is Jesus Christ. It's, it's the gospel. Uh-huh. And so we have, we've got to stand on the truth on God's word. We got to be in God's word. We got to live according to God's word. We got to let God's word change us. And, and that's how we got to live no matter what anyone else may say. And the sad thing is even in the body of Christ, you know, there may be other believers that look at what we do and, and say we're doing it all wrong and we need to just give up. And the fact of the matter is, is we're going to stand on what God says. And so the first one is acknowledging that God's word is truth. The second uh, focus point we looked at was grow spiritually through the application of God's truth. It, it kind of riffs right off of that first focus point. God's word is the only truth, but that's how you got to grow spiritually. Um, it's kind of like, uh, you and I had, had talked before that, um, I think sometimes it's easy to get diverted by all the Christian blogs and devotions and books and different things out there that you end up spending all your time listening to those things instead of just getting right into God's word itself. Mm-hmm. And that's where the true growth, maturity change happens. Nothing wrong with all that other stuff. I I read the books, I watch the blogs, 
or the the videos and read the blogs and and all of that those are all like a, they're all the salt and pepper of it they're there mm -hmm. to to help enhance what i've already got from god's word itself right and then the last focus point of that first um, part that we did was rest in the results of the gospel and mm -hmm. let god's work speak for itself right, right and that's what we rest in we don't rest in the success of others or the failures of others. We look at what God is doing through us. We see how the gospel is changing us and changing the lives of others around us. And that's what we rest in. Mm. That's what we stand on. That's what we, we look to. Um, Paul says to Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our, our Lord. It's great. His grace and peace that we look to not everything else. And, and so, um, three great focus points. What a great, uh, time of study God's word in that first section in the first four verses. But then that leads into the next verses, which was verses five through 10. And, uh, it's looking at the qualifications for elders in the church. He gives instructions to Titus. Okay. When you go into these towns and you go to these churches, this is what you need to be looking for. This is who you want to establish as leaders in the church. And he's, he's got specific characteristics, qualifications to look for. And then once somebody is ordained as an elder, um, their lives should be reflecting a certain set of characteristics. And the point though, I think of all this is that what my theme was, was becoming a godly leader is for all believers. Yeah. You know, he's giving them instructions on how to establish leadership in the church. But the whole idea is, is, is these leaders are going to lead the people to become leaders themselves to grow mm -hmm. and mature. And I, I think that's the real lesson behind the, the elders and the deacons and the establishment of them in the church. And so from that, we had three focus points and that the first one is leadership roles or biblical roles. Um, just like in the first section, it's important to stand just on what God's word says. Let's not create our own type of roles and whatnot. Let's just stand on the leadership roles that God gives in scripture, but they're biblical. There should be leadership in the church. There, there should be uh, a shepherd. There should be a guide to help make sure that things stay decent and in order and sound doctrine is being properly applied. They're not there to be the rulers of their own little kingdom where mm -hmm. they have the only say, but they are there to, to, to maintain the, the process and to, to keep everybody focused where it needs to be focused. And so leadership yeah. roles are biblical roles. God, God puts it in there for a purpose. Um, and then the second focus point was godly leadership is a churchwide trait. Um, it's something that everybody should be aiming for. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong when you have uh, someone where he says, for an overseer, God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, disciplined. He must hold firm 
to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. I mean, those are all great traits for every believer. Mm -hmm. It should be something that we all aim for. And I think that's the great responsibility of the elders in the church right. is to be true living examples of that so that the church do does have good godly men with good godly families that they can look to. And it doesn't mean that the elders are perfect without any sin or fault. It, it's just when they do make mistakes, they own it. They seek to make it right. And they go back to that grace and peace that, that God has provided through us. And that that's part of, you know, one of our characteristics was authenticity being real. You know, uh, you and I are the elders of motion church and, you know, we put our pants on just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're not going to always do things perfectly and a, and a good godly leader should really truly be humble enough to, to say, you know, I don't know everything and, and I don't have to be perfect. And yeah, I do some stupid things, but let's all grow together for it. Mm -hmm. So godly leadership is a churchwide trait. And then the last focus point on our time, um, from last Sunday was godly leaders defend God's truth. And I think of all the leadership traits and really of everything every believer should be willing to do is we got to stand for truth. Yep. You know, there's certain things that we can agree to disagree on. And, you know, you make a valid point. I make a valid point. Yeah, we're both still settled in our own mind. It's not worthy. It's not something to get all bent out of shape about. You know, you may like more contemporary music. I may like more traditional music. There's really nothing, no biblical thing on it. And, and we can agree to disagree and move on. But there are certain things that, you know what, we got to stand for. Yep. We got to say, no, well, that was wrong. And, and how that was presented was not presented well. It wasn't presented fully honestly, and and that needs to be corrected. And mm -hmm. we need to we need to be willing to do that as as leaders. It may not make you a popular leader, <laughs> but we're not here to win a popularity contest. Right. And um, and that's I think that's one of the things that's missing too. Yeah. Is you know the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians to share the truth in love. And we need mm -hmm. to openly correct someone that's wrong. We have to rebuke false teaching. I mean, he tells Titus, listen, you, you, you've got to protect him. He must mm -hmm. be firm to the trustworthy word is taught so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Yep. He doesn't say so that you can just have a nice, soft conversation. Mm -hmm. And he says, you got to rebuke them. Somebody says something wrong, you rebuke them. Yeah. And, and you know, make sure you're doing it in a good godly fashion. <laughs> you know, I think about, I think was in Antioch, and he and Barnabas are hanging out with everyone, and Peter comes up to visit them. And, of course, those of you that are listening out there, this is the Pastor Shannon paraphrase, so <laughs> don't go looking like I'm speaking from a particular version of the Bible or something, phrase. but they're all hanging out, having a good old time, and they're eating Gentile food, 
uh, along with, you know, good kosher Jewish food. And because why? In the body of Christ, Paul says, as long as you prayed over it, it's good. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, some of the people that were followers of James down in the Jerusalem church come up. And what does Peter do? Peter often separates himself from anything having to do with with the Gentiles. I mean, even to the point that Bar Barnabas follows suit. And Paul comes out. Who knows where Paul was at at the time, but Paul sees this. And and he didn't just go over, you know, Peter, that's just not, no. Man, he got, the Bible says he got in Peter's face. Yeah. You know, he seriously corrected him. What in the world are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that's... That's a serious thing, and we need to be able to stand for the truth with boldness, uh, with grace, um, but definitely making sure that we correct anything that isn't true and good. So, yeah, yeah, and um, I love I've loved these past two weeks going through this with our church, and I think the two main takeaways from both of these passages is, is that. We can stand on God's words, knowing that they're true. Yep. And um, when we do that, that's going to change the way that we live our life. Like, I, I love the first part from um, uh, verse one or two. It said, your knowledge of the truth accords with godliness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to produce that godliness. Yeah. And it's not a, a self-righteous godliness. It's, it's a humble godliness. Like like Jesus, what we saw in Philippians too, and um, so it's been really great going through this, and really great to just slow down because a lot of people read through, you know, the beginning chapter one of a lot of books in the Bible and just skim right through them. Exactly. And um, it's been really great to uh, just kind of go through this with our church, and so uh, Shannon, man, it's been great. Always Thanks for joining us. And uh, we are looking forward to some more Titus next week. Absolutely. And uh, everybody listening, thanks for listening. As always, let us know if you have any questions or comments. Leave us a little review or reach out to us with whatever. Always willing to talk and, and uh, listen to whatever comments you might have. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Motion Church Weekly. As always, head over to our website at motionchurch.life or follow us on social media to keep up with the latest from Motion Church. We hope you have a great week.